Okay, hello and welcome to another episode of um, FGN Stories, a podcast that aims to share the experiences of um, survivors of female genital mutilation, their life experiences, what they've had to deal with being cut, and also share the on-site experiences of advocates who are working daily to ensure that FGM is totally abandoned and um, eradicated in our generation. On this episode, you get to hear from a survivor of female genital mutilation, and um, I experienced being caught, how it has been, how it was at the time she was caught, how it has been, living with the consequences of FGM. Then you get to hear the specific effects of FGM she had actually had to go through and um, how life has been being a survivor of FGM. I have with me Olu Shola. Hi Shola, how are you? Hi, okay. how are you? Have you joined me on this podcast? Thank oh, you for thank joining you. in. So, can you um, do a bit of an um, introduction? Can you introduce yourself? I'm sure our listeners would like to hear from you. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> my name is Olishola, and um, I'm at uh, work at uh, Cordell, that's a um, center for the front distance. Okay. So the University of Technology winner. Wow. Yeah, I'm also living in Wow. Um, I'm an e-tutor. Awesome. And uh, that's the whole thing we work as a part-time researcher assistant with the media, right? Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Cut a big fish. <laughs> 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 Let's get straight to business. So, um, you were cut. Right. You have had ah. through female genital mutilation as a female. Yeah. So can you give um, a bit of uh, insight into what it felt like being caught? Um, when you were caught, at what age? What it felt like at that time? And what life has been like being a survivor of the process? Um, okay, thank you. Um, yeah, I was caught, <laughs> and my my grandma played a major role in this part of the story. Cause um, you know, having to, I think that period was when um, my mom was far away at degree in school, yeah. and uh, okay, I was supposed to spend some holidays with her while she's away actually. So I don't know, they just they just thing with my grandma. My grandma is this type of person that she believes that, okay, you have to have some funny, funny, marks and baby, mm-hmm. you know, think they say, for protection, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I have, like, few, my chest and my back, but that is right. So, um, I think that period, I can't really remember how this thing happened, but it was a pain for me, actually. Wow. Because I really can't remember the age, but, you know, no matter how little you are, somehow some experience lives with you, right? And you remember some things. Mm. So it was a pain for me actually. And then I didn't even get to know till many years later. Soon enough. Wow. So um, okay, I think okay, yeah, my turn be to Kellogg's, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I don't know if most of um the listeners know what Kellogg is. But um, it's um, it's when the skin 
Okay, so you're yes. saying you're saying keloids was a specific effect of FGM that you had to deal with. Yes, mm. it was actually. Wow. Because I remember really when I was to my cousin's house, I told him, "Oh, I have a penny," you know. It was so funny. Oh, you thought it was, was you thought it was something too. <laughs> oh, I used to. I used to think I had a penny. You know, in fact, I think I think I stopped thinking I had a penis when I. They got to the university because still, still for like a long time, I still wonder like, wow, out. wow. And I used to think like, am I, am I for that? Like, hello, what? Oh, Nobody telling me anything, you know? So <laughs> I used to hear it in, in in books and all of that. So, so how how uh, you, how did you deal with? having keloid you know for you did not even know that it was keloid you thought you 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 felt you had a penis as a female yes because i would do like like i would know i'm not going to my neighbors i'm not like oh i'm boasting in that oh my god (laughs) oh my it's it's not funny but then it feels it sounds like very funny, you know. It's not supposed to be a funny experience, but it sounds really, really funny. Like thinking that you had to boast, you know, something that probably should be, should like, be something hide and then try to cover <laughs> up. But then you went about boasting that, oh, I have a penis, and then people were like, oh, wow, how come you if you have a penis? Trust me. Wow, really, really so um. So how do you my deal mom, with how did you deal with having kids? My mom's cousin, my mom's cousin, she's a nurse. Okay. So, I, okay. so when my mom got back, she got to see it, and um, we went to her. She was like, "Oh, this is." She was so angry. She was wow. really, really angry. And um, so none of your parents, to, none of your parents gave consent to have you mutilated. They were not even aware. Uh, you know. Um, by the time I would get to really understand the whole story, mm-hmm. I realized that for their time, mm. it was like a norm. You know? It was more like a normal thing to do yes, for every girl child. Mm. Like consent so, was not even sought, so it was not necessary to seek consent exactly. from anybody. They were not even around. Mm. So, funny enough, my sister too is a victim. Wow. Um, she, she... She always did the has happened because happened. Like has happened because happened. But then, you know, everybody always find a way to just get over it. Mm. That's just it. Mm. So, so how did you get so to do with having keloid? You know, it's actually not a normal. I mean, I, um, it's not a normal growth. It's not something that should be allowed to stay on the body for so long, or else it grows into cancerous cells. So how did you how, how did you deal with having gross keloids on your or vagina. Is that yeah, that's that's what it is. Or like your private part. You know, you know, I didn't know what it was. Yeah, as a child. I didn't know what it was, you know, like oh, children, whatever it is I had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but okay, so when she saw it, that's my mom's cousin. Mm-hmm. She got hungry. No 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 not for somebody who is in the line. Mm-hmm. So, so the medical uh, for the nurse. Yeah, the medical mm-hmm. line, yes. Yeah. So I had to, they had to book me for surgery. Wow. To have it um, off. 
Mm. I think, yes, I remember that part very well. Mm. And, um, okay, you were old not, enough to remember that process. I'm not, I'm not so, I can't really remember the age, but I remember that. You story. remembered how you had to go for surgery yes. to get the calories yes. off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how would you how do you describe having to deal with something that you never give a consent to? You know, if if you had consented to, okay, um, I want to be caught, it would have felt um, normal to deal with the consequences. How did you feel having to deal with the consequences of an act that you did not even ask to be done on you? You know, like it, it hurts so honestly. Mm. Like sometimes. Like most times, I think what what really got me was uh, my friends. When you come around, we have a bath together, you know, and they always look different. Mm. Okay? And I'm like, okay, you know, I always <laughs> like that everybody's yeah. different. Everybody's different. Mm. You know, we are in the girls' uh, environment, the yeah. different things, mm. normal. Mm-hmm. So I was like, everybody's different, but. It didn't look right to me, like, how can you be so different? Mm, it feels abnormal. <laughs> something is off, something is missing. Mm. I think, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even take cognizance, but it still kept on seeing me like, okay, it's different, this thing is different, it's mm-hmm. just nothing. Mm. So, I think it was one particular period when I went home for holidays. Uh, so, my mom and my sister were having some conversations. And I, I got into the conversation, and that's how my father said. That was how the 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 circumcised shallot and I'm like, sounded strange. Like, what? <laughs> wow. How? Why? When? Um, my mom was like, okay, she didn't know about it. She didn't do this. She was sorry. And I'm like, why would you? Like, why would she ever? Hmm. That's when so many things are now adding up. Okay. So this is why, you know, at some at that point, you'll be able to link one plus one together. So maybe things. Wow. Okay. Now it makes a lot of sense because um, I have some funny, funny. How do I put it? Like, I think from the surgery. Maybe, I don't know, yeah, I have some funny, funny holes in wow. between and it's sometimes, it's really not, I just, I just have to like, okay, it has, it has happened, it has happened, let's just, let's just get over it. It's not that I don't even like looking at myself in the mirror, like, mm. out there, you know, like, it's not, so, wow. it, it's, it's really hard when you get to know kids. This happened without the consent. Just and to, funny enough is when I when I met my grandma after I got to know, mm. and I asked uh, her, "Okay, why did why you do, this? do you people do this thing?" Hmm. Uh, excuse me. What what reason did she give you for doing it? One, she was like, "Um, yeah, it's very important for you to circumcise the new child because one, um, in the process of giving birth." Um, the baby's head should touch the clitoris. The baby dies. The baby dies. Um, <laughs> it helps cause, um, what's it called now? Some fornication or some Yeah. And I'm like, 
external genitalia does not look like what a normal girl's genitalia should look like. How have you had to deal with the psychological trauma that comes with being mutilated? Um, <coughs> it's really hard. It's really hard because mm. sometimes when I just think about it, I cry for myself. Because mm. I'm like, why? Like, if it, the question still remains, why? Mm. Like, why would you be mm-hmm. not look at me and just, ah, uh-uh. ah. Hey, no. yes, you can even put the trouble mark on my face. Oh, my God. Like, maybe when you put the trouble mark on my face, maybe I would not feel, you know? Because mm. it's just, anytime, because most times, when I, like, when I have issues down there, maybe bruises, and I'm like, okay, that weighs me down a lot because nobody would understand. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think, so the particular time I was trying to talk about it on my WhatsApp status and um, most of the male contacts I have, they don't even know about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are still very ignorant. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, is this still happening? I didn't know. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, most people don't even know about it. Wow. So, I'm still, I'm still... How would I put it out? I'm still trying to get over, over the, the fact that the it has happened. Because I don't, sometimes I still don't want to hear that it has happened, it has happened. Mm. <laughs> mm. It's like, it's like, you know, something, a miracle should happen and take it all off. No, like, it can't, it don't, it don't mean anything happen. My grandma was still telling me that, and when you give her to child, you must make sure that she's a concert, and I'm like, you too much. I didn't hear that. Oh my god. <laughs> no. Okay. Don't don't just talk about it. Because mm-hmm. there, like I don't um I think when it really when it really hit me hard was like after I got to know, I had to I think at that point I went online, I searched mm. what does a normal female genital mm-hmm. part look like mm-hmm. and I saw it and I was like, Oh wow. Mm. Then I went to the uh, female genital mutilation part, and I'm like, hmm. <sighs> the <sighs> like, the people doing this thing, they don't have, they don't have the feel of God. Yeah. <laughs> because, she's like, very, very weak in and, and, and uh, I think then, maybe low key, I'm always grateful that, okay, my mom had like, a cousin, like, who could help? Yeah, because really, you know, yeah, for some like families, for some families, you don't even have someone that could check through and see that okay, this is what is happening. Exactly. It grows exactly. into something cancerous, and then the girl has to suffer so much for something that she really did not know about. People like a lot of them die from these things because yeah. sometimes I can't imagine you putting people through pain, mm. then you tie them up. All in the name of you wanted to heal up, heal up. you get the person married, then you have to open the person no. again. Like I can't relate. <laughs> it feels it feels really absurd, really. And so even really, think, and the thing that the reasons why these things are being done are not even true. Like these reasons don't even true. Know it's like it's like whatever it is they do are like uh are like um, ways to whatever it is they are trying to call for mm-hmm, themselves mm-hmm. because. They, uh, I feel like even when the thing is too tight, self, you, the baby self will choke, will choke her sometimes. 
you know, a friend, I think a friend was, when I was trying to talk to a friend about this, the person was like, you know what, um, when you get married eventually and you're, you're pregnant, you know, don't just don't opt for um, natural birth, just go for it. Yeah. That's, that's another effect because most times it's it's been, the research has shown that most people who have been caught, they actually have difficulty giving birth to children themselves. They, is it that they are booked for cesarean section or if they eventually get to do natural birth, it's very, very difficult. They have prolonged labor, then they tear up so white that... It's a hard year. Wow. She had tears. She had three children. She always end up with stitches. Huh. And we were like, uh, immediately the person said, just up for it. She's like, Sean, if, if that, if it's me so hard, I'm like, what, like, why would you people ever do ever this, do this to a child, to a baby yes, that doesn't right. even know what is happening, that doesn't even know what, what sex or promiscuity means. Yes. A child that doesn't like, even know what the world is doing at the moment is is born you're already putting out and then you sword. think you think what is being done at that point would hold her at puberty stage from getting to do what i almost really want to do <laughs> wow it, it, it honestly it, it's ignorant and to think that it still happens mm-hmm. I, I was still checking i was still checking so i i had to talk to someone couple of days back and she still told me about a girl that was brought in from the north to our area and was caught a teenage girl not a baby a teenage girl she said it was the it was the cry of the of the girl that got her attention and she had to start asking what exactly is happening in the traditional best attendance house that had to involve the cry of a child like that you know, it's sad to know that these things are actually still happening. But then I'm glad that with stories of people like yours, people would uh, be able to learn and also know that, okay, this thing is really harmful and there's a need to actually bring a stop and an end um, to female genital mutilation. Mm-hmm. Um, so in um, let's try to wrap up. In conclusion, what would be your advice to mothers? to grandmothers because it's been discovered over time that grandmothers, mother-in-laws have a huge role to play in this um, act. So what would you say to mothers, to grandmothers, to survivors like you and to advocates who are working daily to end FGM in our generation? Um, I, I don't think, I, I don't think I would want to talk to the mothers alone because you know, um, the fathers too. The men, the mm-hmm. fathers too, are also involved because you know I've, I've read or I've seen cases whereby um, I, I think I, I used to have a friend. Uh, we got talking at some point, and I was like, "Oh, his girlfriend, when he's trying to his girlfriend, she's just lying down like a log," and and I just I just laughed, and I'm like, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, know what's going on? What to break up?" And I'm like, "I think I started talking." Mm. Because sometimes for for people to want to open up, mm. it takes a lot because nobody wants to be laughed at. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants yeah, to be laughed at. I really, I, really, I, really I, don't, I don't think, after that, the time I told my ex, I don't think I ever told anybody because, oh, okay, maybe, maybe I told him I too, but, but at that point, I was not, I already made up my mind, okay, yes, it's you, it's you, it's you. 
There's nothing in Bengal, but you just have to just know or you forget about it. Mm-hmm. So they should they should learn to understand that okay, it has happened. That's one. And help the person be confident uh. because for me now, if left to me, I'll be like, oh, okay. If anything intimate didn't go on, I'll be like, oh, let the, the light off, you know, because I'll be like, oh, how this person look at me? Mm. She understands because mm. the confidence is not there. Mm. Like, how this person look at me? What What would this person say? Like, hope the person won't feel irritated. You know, so many. Negativity comes at that point. Wow. Then at some point you have to like fake, what's the word now? You have to fake scream or whatever it is. But, so I think everybody should be involved. Fathers should um, help advocate these to their mothers too. Mm. Or anybody, female, they should help fight this. Mm-hmm. And mothers should understand that I don't know. I don't know what advice they've gotten, but they should please not do this to their female child. Mm. They should please. It it does more harm than good. Good. It doesn't even. It doesn't even have any good. It does at all. It doesn't even have any good. Yes. Mm. It affects psychologically, emotionally. In fact, every area. The woman is affected. Affects financially. Let's let's just put it like that. But she <laughs> didn't do that. Mm-hmm. There's a way they could help educate the grandparents too, but uh, I, I would, you know, they're, they're so um, they so believe in their tradition mm-hmm. and culture. Mm-hmm. I think that's another thing. So it might be hard to educate them, but if we can bring them and make them see things, mm-hmm. make them understand that it's not helping anybody. Mm-hmm. It's not not what it is during their generation. Mm. It is more than what it was then. So, so if there's a way they could mm. educate them, make them see reasons, so you don't have to put children through pain because mm. you want to establish your custom okay. and tradition. Okay. And at the end of the day, um, there's fistulas and it's just... Gorible, it's I don't know, right? things at the end of the day. Mm. And for people that have survived, that are surviving, that would survive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to. We just have to just do this together. And it's not going to be easy. It's not easy. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure survivors will get to draw strength from your story. <laughs> you just have to. I think. I think another thing for me at the end of the day was, um, I think I got people mm. to that um, made me feel confident about myself, yeah. regardless. Mm. You know, I can talk about them like, regardless, you're still beautiful. So it's possible to hold on to those words, you mm-hmm. know, like, okay, regardless of whatever it is, still beautiful. It's hard. There are times that those words are not making any sense. Mm. But, but you keep holding on to them. You just have to just hold on to it. Like, okay, yes, regardless, mm. you are beautiful. It doesn't change who you are. And, you know, you just have to just leave. Mm. Not not for anybody, but you just have to leave for yourself. Mm. Because it's done, it's done. And if, if there are 
lucky people like myself who still feel touches. I'm happy for you. (laughs) (laughs) And and for the other ones on the other side, you know, like like the French will say, do courage. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it takes a lot of strength. Strength and courage. Yes. um, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Shola. It was really a great pleasure having you on this episode of this podcast. So if you thank you. If you would like to share your story with us at FGM Stories, please do send a mail to fgmstories.ng at gmail.com and the team would take it up from there. Hi, I'm Oluwatosi Olariwaju and I'll see you on the next episode. Ordinary Abraham, he was just a man, but he'd kill his son for the price of a lamb, and let us consider. Ordinary Joe, who lost it all.